Hello and welcome to the Learning Summit podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the problems with webinars. For the purpose of this podcast, we're not going to focus on content because content may vary in quality. This will depend on the subject matter experts, how they deliver the presentations and a whole host of other issues. Instead, we're going to focus on the software delivery and the platforms. When it comes to webinars for event organisers, there's lots of things that keep people up at night, such as speakers that are nervous, poor attendance, access issues for the attendees, background noise, a lack of engagement, maybe technical problems or a lack of questions. There are certain things that are completely out of your control. For example, if there is a technical problem and somebody's internet goes, then clearly it's going to affect uh, the service. And that's probably why panel discussions are better than one-to-one fireside chats. But of the things that are in your control, it's definitely worth thinking about delivery in different ways and with different methods because we've seen some of the common problems that can easily be solved. And so how can we improve the overall experience? And there has to be a degree of interactivity. Otherwise, why don't I just go to YouTube and watch an on-demand video? I don't have to pay for the tickets. I don't have to attend live. I can just passively consume the content. So there has to be this audience engagement. People attend online events, not just for the content, but for the connections with people. Some of those people will be people already known and known quantities and others will not be in their network and they will never have met these people. So actually allowing the right connections to take place and for people to build their networks is really important because as they say, your network is your net worth. So meeting new and interesting people with common ground and similar personalities that get along has to be one of the key objectives of online events. At the start of the pandemic, working with our marketing manager, we hosted a webinar using the traditional tool GoToWebinar. And whilst GoToWebinar allowed us to stream live video to the audience, that was about it. In terms of the overall user experience, having to install software, the lack of personality with live chat for text messages, and the commonplace issues that you get around, can you hear me now, muting, unmuting, and lost connections were commonplace. So let's think about how technology and different types of platforms can enhance the user experience when it comes to the attendance of a webinar. Firstly, let's focus on the nervous speaker. Clearly, your speaker has to be prepared, and that's partly down to them preparing themselves, their content and rehearsing. But you can help them, too, by having an online backstage. What I mean by that is before you go live, you're able to warm up in like a virtual dressing room and therefore ensure that uh, the technical know-how, the timing and the schedule is clear to the speaker. This really can help reduce uh, the chances of Murphy's Law, of things going wrong, but also uh, calm down the nerves of a speaker that perhaps is a little bit apprehensive. One of the other nightmare scenarios for an event organiser is poor attendance. So here's a few ideas of how you can improve your attendance online. First off, don't forget email marketing and how you activate your attendees. Be creative with your ticket sales and embrace social media. Think about the different communities online and how you can tap these up, but also how Google can find your event so it's easily searchable. 
You should also think about a very colourful and animated and personable event page to make your event shine so that people want to attend it. And so getting creative on this, thinking about the use of video, uh, audio uh, to promote your schedule and your speakers is really important. One way to engage an audience to attend your online event is not just to share on social media an image of the guest speaker and what they're going to talk about, but actually to share some preview pre-recorded content, perhaps a short video or soundbite to engage and entice people to attend your online event. Another idea would be to create a podcast associated with your event to help promotion in the lead up to the key dates and times. Another hint and tip is to add your event to your email signature so that your staff are communicating with customers and other contacts the fact that the event is going to be coming up soon. And of course, if you have some fantastic speakers, it's not only about you promoting the event to your audience, but getting the speakers to cross-pollinate by pushing out messaging to their own networks. You should also consider creating an event page on Facebook and any other types of event pages need to be trackable so you can measure which channels of marketing are working most effectively when it comes to return on investment. What I want to talk about now is how do you make your online event even more personable? We already described that GoToWebinar offers live streaming and, of course, the text-based chat. This is no different to other traditional video platforms like Zoom or Teams and these sorts of things. But Zoom and Teams are no good when it comes to organising an online event because instead of one big uh, video call with breakout rooms, you're really looking at a series or a grouping of web-based video sessions throughout the day. But video can be both synchronous and asynchronous. And this is what I want to talk about. And I want to describe a new user experience. So the question is, how do you create an online virtual event experience that is as close as can be to an in-person face-to-face event. I now want to describe a different approach to online events that is a little bit contrarian, but could just catch on. So before the event, you're listening to event-related podcasts. Perhaps you're getting short videos that are syndicated on social media. Uh, These are leading you to a registration page where you can listen to speakers and play their videos. I think this already happens and there's nothing particularly new about that. So you've successfully navigated to the events landing page, you've registered with the username and password, you're now asked to introduce yourself and there's three ways to do this. So a new user can post a short video about themselves, they can post a voice note about their interests and uh, skills, experiences, what they're trying to get out of the show and if they don't like the camera or the sound of their own voice they can of course use text-based Um, facilities to write up their bio. Um, You can also then go and tag the sorts of things that you're interested in so that attendees can be virtually matched when it comes to virtual networking, which I will talk about in due course. So once the new attendee has posted their credentials with video, voice or text, they're now taken to the virtual reception where they can play a video uh, that previews the event and covers what's going to be uh, going on. You can also listen to voice notes personally from the various uh, event organisers, moderators and support staff so you get to know the personalities so that if there is an issue, you can approach them. On the virtual reception page, you get to see what's on now, be it on the main stage or 
through virtual sessions, uh, workshops, seminars, uh, talks and group activities. So you can go ahead and click on one of those links. Let's say we click on the link to go through to the main stage. I'm now going to describe a difference again in the user experience. If you've attended an in-person or a live event before, when you go to the main stage, typically uh, you've got a speaker that's introduced that goes solo. You might have an interview or you'll have a fireside chat, perhaps with a panel of guests, which then go to the audience for Q&A. What typically happens when it comes to Q&A with an online event is that members of the audience ask their questions through live chat. And this is text based and hence is read out by the presenters. Of course, in an in-person event, the microphone is thrown around the audience, the auditorium, and you get to hear the voice of the person posing the question. This is a lot more authentic and there's opportunities to recreate this experience online. So a different approach is when it comes to Q&A, members of the audience, instead of typing text-based chat, which they can still do, uh, they have the alternative options of recording a short voice note or indeed a short video. When they do this, it temporarily mutes the live stage. And then when they post the uh, question, that uh, goes into a waiting area for presenters to drag and drop onto the live stage. And instead of the presenter reading out the text-based message, they simply play the voice note or indeed the video message. They can then uh, follow on with answers to those questions. Think about the instances at online events where the question comes in as an email or a text message and it's just misconstrued by the presenter. They get the wrong end of the stick. I think this is significantly reduced when you use voice notes and videos because you get that clarity of message and that coherence. We've just attended the main stage, enjoyed listening to some fantastic talks, and we've posted some questions with voice notes and videos, some of which have been played, which was rather engaging. And we're now going over to the Live Expo for some virtual networking. Let's talk through how this works. Just as you would with an in-person event, have a map of the floor plan, where the bars are, the cafes, the various booths, and networking areas, uh, a similar user interface is given when it comes to a virtual event, uh, only this time you're navigating with your mouse rather than uh, walking through the exhibition hall. I don't know about you, but I find in-person events overwhelming when it comes to the expo hall. There's so much noise, there's so many brands and exhibition stands, there's so many people, even with the best intended plans where you know exactly which booths you're going to visit and who you're going to network with. Uh, these can falter and you can be blown off course quite easily. Now we've all been there where we're on a stand at the expo hall and perhaps there isn't product market fit, there's a lack of common interest and so we end up wasting not only our own time but that of the exhibitors. This can be reduced with a new approach. Let's go back to the virtual exhibition hall and a new way in which this can work. You're presented with a bird's eye view of the exhibition hall and on there you've got booths for all the particular brands, products and services. When you click on the logo of a particular business, you get a preview video explaining what their proposition is and the various representatives on the virtual booths are depicted by icons of their faces which when you click on you get a short video message 
or voice note. And this, of course, is their introduction on who they are and what they can help with. Armed with this information, you can now decide whether to click and visit the virtual booth and have a live video call, perhaps for five or 10 minutes, or whether to pass and move on to the next virtual booth in question. You've been visiting a number of virtual exhibition uh, booths and you're now ready for a break. So you head over to the virtual cafe where you order a sandwich and coffee, which will be delivered to your home office within 20 minutes. You now head over to the networking area where there are tables and chairs in different configurations. There's tables with two chairs, tables with four chairs, tables with six chairs and tables with eight chairs. Some are vacant and others are filled with different people and you've got to figure out which table and chair to go towards. Now, generally speaking, at an in-person event, you grab your lunch and you go and sit at the nearest available uh, networking table, unless there's people that you know at the event. But if you're there at the event by yourself, you tend to go to the nearest available table and then go through the icebreakers and try and find common ground with fellow attendees. There is nothing wrong with this. And uh, with a virtual event, you can do both. You can simply go and jump on a table and join in the conversation, or you can do a little bit more homework. This all depends on your personality and your preferences. But if you like to connect with people of similar personality and common interests and goals, then again, the virtual networking has distinct advantages. You can cursor over the various attendees and play their voice note intros and their short video messages. And from this, you can then ascertain whether you would like to join that table for lunch or go elsewhere. I really enjoy going to in-person events, the ability to get out of the office, to meet new people and to put yourself in a new environment for learning is extremely attractive. But whether you're attending an in-person event or you're hosting one of these events, the costs can be astronomical and they can go out of control, quite frankly, uh, not just the costs in terms of time and money, but the effect on our environment. Going virtual with your event can save you, your staff and attendees lots of time. And so it's worth considering. But hopefully what I've described today is a more personable way of creating an online event. And I think the future of events will be some sort of hybrid between in-person and online. In summary, online events can be made more personable. On registration, you can record a short voice note or video message describing who you are and what you want to get out of the conference. This can then be used when it comes to the exhibition hall and the virtual networking to create stronger relationships and better connections so that people don't waste time. And the experience and the interaction on the live stage when it comes to Q&A can be made so much better with voice notes and video messages. So instead of the presenter reading out text-based messages, you get to play people's voice within the auditorium. If you want to learn more about making your online event more personable, head over to eventanywhere.com. Thank you for listening to the Learning Summit podcast about the problems with webinars and how we can make online events more personable. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, do share on social media and subscribe. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.